The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. You know, there's a thousand ways to die in Alaska. Drown, freeze, get mauled by a bear, fall down a mine shaft. And sometimes it's your own damn fault. You eat the wrong berries, flip your four-wheeler, get lost and starve. But then, then there's people. Murder. I guess you can add murder to the list. Might as well just start from the beginning. So, this morning when I get down to the docks, this fog's rolled in. Thick, soupy fog. Crabs a big game come fall and winter. I, I can make five July's worth of pay in one October. And I ain't some fool kid from back east out playing fisherman. I'm from Sitka. So, we shove off around 4 a.m. and it's full dark. But I got my GPS taking us a few miles south-southwest, past the Five Fingers. These, uh, tall spires, kind of rocky islands, bunkers on top. We got seven crab pots waiting for us out in the intertidal. And then, well, something comes drifting out of the fog. A boat. Uh, it's there, and it's not. Now, I'm running on no sleep, and I get to thinking maybe it's just my mind playing tricks on me, right? But I ease off the throttle and yell at Phil to work the fog lights. That's one of my duck hands. And sure enough, he finds it. A big black boat with red lettering on the side. Langrock Fishing Company. Ah, at first I'm pissed. Every boat's got territories. This is my spot. And the Langrocks, well, they got their cannery and their mail order business and their restaurant deals. Pulling so many damn fish and crab out of the water that the bearing's gone bald, some say. But, uh, that's when I notice the cabin light's on, but nobody's steering her. And it's drifting free, rolling sideways, bobbing along the waves. And if we don't do something and do it fast, it's gonna crash into one of the five fingers. And the waves are rolling strong, so motoring up alongside her's dangerous. Now, Phil throws over the bumpers so we don't knock ourselves to pieces. And we tie one line and then another, till we're locked together. Then I get on the VHF with the dock master. Well, we're about to find out. Damn it. Watch your feet, Phil. Deck's all mucked over. All right. Hello? Anybody? Anything, Phil? You find anything? Nothing. Check the hold, maybe? Yeah. Uh... There's a nasty smell in there. I know it ain't fish. Yeah, Phil, can you, uh, you get me a flashlight? Yeah. The beam cuts through the shadows, and there they are. The captain and his crew. Their bodies, anyway. 
make sure you want all the details. I wouldn't want to upset you, miss. Go ahead. Well, I see more than I want to. The man's face staring back at me. Eyes and mouth gaping open, split clean. Red lines raked across it. Red lines? Like a fillet knife went down the bone in some places. One of his eyes was split through so that it was jellying out. Did you recognize any of the men? You bet. That's seasonal work, and there's always people coming and going, but you get to know every face when you live in a town like Burns. Might have thrown darts or shot a game of pool with one or all of them down at the dirty shame. Oh, now, now I'm pinching wrists, hunting for a pulse, seeing if there's any life left in them. And then we rolled over a breaker and I lost my balance and slid down into the thick of it all. And I, I come to notice something solid crinkled beneath my feet. There were packages beneath the bodies. Packages? What do you mean by that? Packages, like plastic bundles about the size of hay bale. Drugs, I reckon. How many? Maybe 50. I wasn't counting. No, I climbed out of there as soon as my conscience would allow. There's no mention of any packages in the police report. Is that correct, Agent Marshall? Uh, no. No mention. Don't know what to tell you except what I've seen. You're certain of it? Well, when you say it like that, I mean, sure, it was dark. Still, could have sworn. You know, before you said you, you said you called the dock master. You bet I did. Right after I seen the ship adrift. Right, right. Why, why not the Coast Guard? I talked to the Coast Guard just this morning. Yeah, but our records indicate that they weren't contacted until six hours after you returned to the dock? That's not on me. Well, any theories on the delay? I can only tell you where I'm coming from, son. Okay. We're at the edge of the world, see? Uh-huh. Well, nearest Coast Guard station's three hours out. Well, that's not much help, is it? So then what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. I lost a day of crabbing. Hauling back the boat, talking to the cops, talking to the Coast Guard, talking to you, whoever you are. Well, we already went over that. Oh, we don't see too many suits and burns is all. Looks like the two of you just fell right out of a catalog. <laughs> right, well, I'm Special Agent Tad Marshall. This is Special Agent Sally Pierce. Yeah, you already told me your names. Well, what's your purpose? Well, you know, somebody dies on the water, it's a federal matter. So, you're saying this isn't connected to the other deaths? Uh, I'm sorry, what? What other deaths? You mean you don't know what's been happening in Burns? Um, well, you'll, you'll have to excuse us. We just got here. We're just still getting the lay of the land. What other deaths? Well, the cops have been saying it's a grizzly. People might have believed it the first time, but not the second. And Barry don't do that How to many? Two. And I know of anyway. Two women. My town's on edge. This didn't used to be a place you locked your doors. Between them and this here boat, there's a lot of blood been spilled in one place, don't you think?
boat full of murdered fishermen and two women mauled by a bear. Twelve dead, damn. Eleven. Wait, I thought it was a ten-man crew on board the Langrock boat. It was supposed to be, but they only collected nine bodies from the hold. What did you discover when you walked the boat? Okay, well, the cabin, deck, and latrine were all torn up. That's where he, well, if it's him, uh, must have engaged with the crew. Found bladed gouges on wood, metal alike, indicating a supernaturally high tensile strength weapon. Huh. The engine room I found in bag to spend cigars, so we can fire that off to the lab for testing. Lifeboat was still there, so what, he either had another vessel or he swam, which would seem impossible given the distance and conditions. Except, except... for who we might be dealing with. Yeah, except for that. Yeah. Here's the thing I'm having trouble with. Agent Marshall, the fidget spinner, please. Sorry. The hold. You examined it. Right. I did. And there was nothing to examine. It was not only empty, but scrubbed out with bleach. So we've got no mention of packages in the Coast Guard or police report. How much of a delay was there between the two? Uh, a few hours. Cops got to it first. Huh. What are you thinking? Drug shipment gone wrong? Russia's only about, what, 50 miles away from here. A fishing boat would make a perfect mule. We have no evidence, only supposition. If what you say is true, then the police are implicated. And that's not why we're here, is it? No, that's not why we're here. But everything's relevant, Agent Marshall. Everyone's relevant until we find our killer. Ah, it's beautiful around here, isn't it? Don't you think it's beautiful here? I hadn't noticed. No? The mountains and the sea coming together like that? We're not here for the sightseeing, Agent Marshall. Okay. Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night. Chapter One, A Thousand Ways to Die in Alaska. Ah, Sheriff Ridge. Thanks for letting us use your office here. I I really like the deer antlers. I'm not letting you use my office. I'm complying with federal law. That's correct. How long do you think you'll be here? As soon as the body stops stacking up. Nine fishermen and two women. I have to imagine that's got to leave a big cavity in a small town like this. Look, I told you, there's no connection. Every now and then a grizzly gets spooked and mauls somebody. They can get a taste for people after that. Especially this time of year when they're fattening up for winter. You just focus on your boat. You know, Sheriff Ridge, I'm I'm hoping we can make this work. I, I realize this must be uncomfortable. Look, maybe I'm stating the obvious here, but this isn't Chicago or Miami or L.A. It's <laughs> it's Burns. <laughs> it's Alaska. What do you mean by that? It means we deal with more missing persons cases, more domestic abuse cases, more substance abuse cases per capita than probably any other state in the Union. Alaska's bigger than Texas, California, and Montana combined. Something the lower 48 seem to forget. And it means somebody wearing... A Wall Street suit and Hollywood sunglasses and fidgeting a fidget spinner is going to have a hell of a hard time getting what they want out of this place unless they play nice. I'm willing to play nice. Are you? We need you to create a username for us that gives us complete access to your system and the case files on the two female Vicks. You'll have to forgive Agent Pierce. She just wants to get right to it. Um, That's her playing nice. Okay. I can do that. You look all you want. We are on parallel tracks, Sheriff Ridge. We're, we're not here to interfere, but to help. Well, I sincerely hope that's the case. Look, I care about this town, okay? 
I've lived here most of my life, and I want to keep it safe. Whoever did this to them boys on that boat, let's get them. Absolutely. Hold on. Yeah. We have nine men in the morgue, but it was supposed to be a ten-man crew on the Langrock oh, boat. Oh, right. I asked earlier about securing the Dockmaster's yeah. log. We need to know who's missing and whether they're alive or dead. Right. That's what I came here to tell you before I got sidetracked. Parallel tracks. Stephen Washburn's the name you're after. Never showed up to work. He's not answering his phone. I'm going to send one of my deputies over to his place. Guessing you might want to join in. Yes, that would be perfect. Thank you very hey, much. Bobby! Bobby! Get your ass over here, would you? How far to Washburn's? Oh, not far. Burns is small. Mm. Is you from Burns, Bobby? I am. Yes, I am indeed, Agent Marshall. Yeah, born and raised here. Uh, always wanted to be a peace officer. Peace officer, huh? How long have you been a peace officer? Yeah, it's kind of an old-fashioned term, I know, but it captures what I enjoy about the job, helping people, a community building. Uh, I can remember being a kid and waiting for the 4th of July parade to start, and a police car was at the head of it, and everybody stood up and applauded, and they were so happy. Yeah, they felt, they felt proud of this town and safe in it, and I, I want to give people that same feeling. You look young. How long have you been with the Burns PD? Oh, you know, like a few weeks. Yes, about eight weeks. Two months-ish. Uh, so it's all pretty new. Sure. And awesome. Right. Not that murders are awesome. Exciting, that's that's all. Hmm. Well, you are our local envoy, Bobby. Wait, what's that? Sheriff Ridge seems to think that this town won't give us what we need without some help, so... You are our local envoy. Okay. I can, I can totally do that. So what do you, what do you want to know? Well, I don't know. Give us a sense of the town. Uh, well, my mom always called Alaska the island of misfit toys. Uh, people don't quite fit in anywhere else fit in here. Mm. Everybody wants their privacy because everybody's got something to hide. Over there. Over there. What's, what's that uh, group of buildings over there? What is that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you mean the sawmill? Yeah, it said Langrock. Langrock. That was the name of the fishing boat. Yeah, the Langracks, they're the richest family in town. They own the fishing fleet and the cannery and the mill. But uh, they also pump a lot of money back into Burns. This town would have fallen off the map a long time ago. So what can you, can you tell us about these burn attacks, Bobby? What's wrong? It's just... It's just a damn cult. Cult? Yeah, well, they don't call themselves a cult. They call themselves the Aurora, you know, like the Northern Lights. About, like, five-ish months ago, they like, bought an old warehouse that's out of town, set up shop there. Total weirdo creepers. And every now and then, they send out these communication blasts that override our radio. What's the point of that? Got me. They're, they're trying to get more people to join them in Crazyville. All right, so what's their thing? Like, why'd they come here? What do they believe? Just listen. Maybe you can be both ways. Maybe you can be everything, all-encompassing. And we, the Aurora, are here in Alaska because this is where the long night takes root, grows. This is where the darkness has its greatest grip. The sun's reach is, is fleeting, but the night's reach, oh, it's forever. We believe in that night. We believe 
you should embrace it. The night is coming, the long night, moonless, endless, and full of possibility, like the vast cosmos. You see what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> The guy is not right, but I guess somebody's listening. More people show up here by the week. Yeah, we've even lost a few townies to them. He's got like 70 people out at the compound. Could they're dangerous? Are runnings with these guys? I know one guy got busted with Oxy. Yeah, he walked into the dirty shame, naked and raving about the coming night. Uh, but besides that one incident, yeah, we haven't really dealt with the Aurora much. I mean, they're, they're creepy as hell, and they all seem drugged out to me, but... Yeah, so far, as best as I know, everything's lawful. Uh, Washburn's place is just up the block. We need to be ready for anything. He chose a hell of a day not to show up. He might be the reason his entire crew is dead. Stephen Washburn, this is the Burns PD. PD! Hold up. Yeah, what's what? Oh, damn. Are you Stephen Washburn? Yeah, man, but what the... Can we talk? I didn't do nothing. No need for guns. Let's just talk inside. What's this about, man? Inside, let's go. Okay, yeah, but... Chill, man. Put the piece away. Welcome, uh, my humble... Why didn't you show up at work today? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's Saturday. It's Monday. It, it's Monday. She's not lying. <laughs> For real? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, crap. Look, I've been sick, man. Oh, sick, huh? I mean, we check with the <clears throat> doc master, and it looks like you've been sick a lot lately. There's a clinic in town, you know. They can help you. Uh, what? Your crew is dead, Stephen. What? Your crew is dead. They're all dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like... Like, like, drowned? No. They were killed this morning. Some of them had their throats clawed out. Others were beaten to death. Does that mean something to you? I need some air. Do you know anything about this, Stephen? Any idea who might have done it? Are you hearing me? I need you to talk. Claude, man. Claude? They're all dead. All but you. What's that? I knew this was gonna happen. Ever since I heard about those women getting killed, I just knew it was bad times ahead. We didn't say anything about the women. Keep dying, man. We're here about your crew. Talk to us. Stephen, just talk to us. Okay? Sure, fine. Just ask your questions, man. Do you know who killed your crew? Maybe. Yes, I, I, I got a guess, but it's 
It's going to sound crazy. Tell us from the beginning. <sighs> okay. Um, all right, so a couple months ago, this guy shows up at the docks looking for work. Nothing unusual about that. He didn't, he didn't seem too friendly, but nothing unusual about that either. And what does he look like? He's like, uh, he's short, but wide, built. He's like a square made out of muscle and hair. He's big, gnarly mutton chops, big hands. You would have laughed at the sight of him, except he looked ready to chew your face off, man. So he was looking for work? Yeah, I mean, deckhands walk off, they walk on. That's how it works. At least once a week, seems like somebody gets canned or somebody quits because of some bull. Our boat had just lost somebody who up and ran to sewers, got work on a halibut charter or something. We needed the help. Captain hired the guy on the spot. That's how it works around here. No questions asked, no background checks, W-9s, anything like that, man. The captain just pays you cash the end every day based on the haul. And did you guys ever talk? No, oh, man. Not this guy. I tried once, asking him if he had a light. He looked at me with these dead eyes. This guy wouldn't say nothing to no one. But he did his job, did it well. I had no beef. So, this one day about a month ago, we're, we're caught in this ice storm. and You guys have seen crab pots, right? Not the kind that you throw off a dock, but like the big ones. Tell us. So you need a hydraulic lift to get those bastards up and down, you know, like a crane with a steel cable. And some of them weigh 800 pounds, and they're out there swinging around on these cables, and it's dangerous. So one day, like a month ago, uh, we're out in this ice storm. I'm working with the new guy, and this guy, Sammy. Sammy, he's baiting the pot, but he gets his arm caught up in it, like caught in the cage, you know? And with the breakers rolling around us, the way he's flailing, it looks like he's motioning for the drop, right? And so we drop it, pot goes into the ocean, and I see Sammy go right over with it. I mean... Overboard, underwater, gone. I'm thinking, that's a death sentence, man. Hard sleets falling, coating everything, winds ripping, boats rocking, and nobody sees what happened but me and the new guy. I'm frozen. I don't know what the hell to do. The new guy, he doesn't hesitate. Grabs hold of that cable that's attached to the pot and lets it pull him right down over the rail. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, man. So I snap out of it, I run over to the lift, I'm yelling, man overboard, man overboard. I reverse the crank. No more than a few seconds later, I see this body come flying up over the rail, flops down on the deck right in front of me. And it's Sammy. He's been chucked there. How that's possible, I don't know, man. But here he is, laying at my feet on the deck, all the same. And that's when I notice his arm is gone. His right arm cut off clean right at the elbow. I look up a second later, 
The waves are peaking, and the new guy just comes like a surgeon out of the tip of one. He lands on the deck, rolls, pops into a crouch like some kind of freaking circus monkey. It's the damnedest thing. Sammy, he pukes up this gusher's seawater and he just starts screaming like a banshee. Like he's scared, he's hurt, he's bleeding everywhere. I grab him, I drag him into the cabin. We strip him naked and mummy wrap him up with some blankets. You know, I wrap a belt around the wound, all that. His skin is, is drained, it's like so white I, I can see the veins. And his teeth are chattering so hard. He starts talking, trying to talk, stuttering. He swears to God. Swears it. The guy cut his arm off. That's what he says to me. He cut my arm. He cut off my arm over and over again. And I'm like, settle down, man. How could he cut off your arm? And he says, with his claws. His claws. My arm was cut in the trap. He cut it off with his claws. But, you know, he's in shock, right? His claws, his claws, his claws, he's saying over and over again. His claws. And I look over at the new guy, and he's just standing there, blanket hooded over his shoulders, like scowling uglier than anything you've ever seen. And Sammy, I mean, he's just getting louder and louder, and I'm trying to calm him down, but, but he won't. He's yelling about claws, and he's holding this bloody bandaged stump of an arm and rocking back and forth saying how he's gonna lose his job and nobody will ever love him no more and his life's over it's all that I mean he's just totally hysterical and that's when the new guy walks over pushes right past me grabs Sammy by the throat Sammy goes silent and I'm standing there and I'm looking between them I don't know what the hell he's about to do and this guy he's got this voice more like a snarl. He leans in and he says, should have cut your head off instead. I remember hearing about this. I, I thought it was just a tall tale. Oh, man. There's no bull. I was there. I saw it. And what happened next? He, uh, lets go of Sammy's throat. Drops him. And he just charges across the deck. That's it. He's gone. He's gone? What do you mean he's gone? I mean, he's gone, man. I saw it myself. He just up and jumped off the side of the boat. I figured he was dead, right? That's, that's suicide. Until I saw him a couple weeks later at the Dirty Shame, drinking in a corner booth. Huh. Nearly pissed myself. Left my beer on the counter, ran right the hell out of there. Look, I'm telling you, man, this guy is a psycho. People are getting cut to pieces. He's to blame. All I had to do was take one look at him, and I knew he's a killer. What was his name? Logan. His name was Logan. Marvel's Wolverine, The Long Night, starring Richard Armitage as Wolverine, directed by Brendan Baker, 
assistant directed by Chloe Prasinos, produced by Jenny Radlett and Daniel Fink, written by Benjamin Percy. Scott Adsit as Sheriff Ridge, Bob Balaban as Joseph Langrock, Zoe Chow as Mallory, Otto Isando as Agent Marshall, Celia Keenan-Bolger as Agent Pierce, Andrew Keenan-Bolger as Bobby, Brian Stokes Mitchell as Prophet, Jordan Bridges as The Fisherman, David Call as Stephen Washburn, Lannan Kalea as Phil. Our associate producer is Chloe Wilson. Our production manager is Emily Pontecorvo, casting by Shana Markowitz. Our recording engineer is Colin Alexander, production assistants from Stephanie Kariuki, Carly Krim, and Frank Cooper. Original composition by Deiru, additional music by Max Spranzi. Sound design and mixing by Brendan Baker and Chloe Prasinos. Post-production services provided by Phenomophon. Production legal by Eric Spiegelman, Lindsay Bowen, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Dan Buckley, Joe Quesada, Dan Silver, Axel Alonzo, and Chris Bannon. Our executive editor is Peter Clowney. Marvel's consulting producers are Harry Goh and Sarah Amos. Special thanks to CDM Studios, Matt Gorley, Parabolic Studios, SAG-AFTRA, and Wagon Road Camp. Wolverine is a production of Marvel and Stitcher. 